Thank you. Good morning, friends. We're just waiting to be able to unmute and to share a screen. And while doing so, I had the pleasure of looking out and seeing your faces. So I was just scrolling through the tiles while I waited. And um, I hope you found something similar as far as being grounded to do while we waited. So thank you and welcome. We are here again, and I don't wanna assume that everybody who was um, present today has been here all of the days. So I want to welcome those people who have made time today and those who've made time every day. I really appreciate it. And it's been a very meaningful experience for me and I hope it has been for you. So here we are moving right along and I will now share my screen. We'll have a brief recap. And today we are gonna spend our time talking about wisdom. So again, I don't want to assume that the people who are here today have been here every day. And also, I think it's very important to always process what we have been given. So started out by talking about the Bible and how it means different things to different people and how early friends had a different relationship with the Bible than many of us have today. And however you engage with the Bible, I am happy that you are here. And however you feel about depictions in the Bible of characters, of God, of people, I'm happy that you are here engaging with us in community. So far, we've talked about this is the hour. And every day, we've been using scripture lessons to tell us this is the hour to do something, to be something, or for a specific reason. This is the hour to observe and intervene is the lesson that I shared that I received from Miriam, who was protecting her brother and restoring relationship between a community. This is the hour to listen. Thinking about being a very young prophet and not being able to discern the voice of God, but still hearing God and having Eli as an elder, someone who may not be doing everything the way that we think they should, but still has been in relationship with the divine long enough to tell a young person, you are hearing the voice of God, go listen. This is the hour to adhere to spiritual speed limits. Yesterday, we spent time talking about James and how James tells us to be quick to listen, but slow to speak and slow to anger. I shared quite a bit on anger and how to be slow to anger and the reasons why we get angry. And I spent a lot of time talking about that because in my experience, friends don't like to admit that they are anger, that they are angry, that anger is something that we wrestle with. Yesterday, <clears throat> I felt like I did not spend enough time talking about minimum speed limits. 
Notice how it is quick to listen. Friends, we need to speed up our listening skills. Most of the time when we talk about speed limits, we are talking about make sure you adhere to the speed limit. Don't drive too fast. Don't move too quickly. What I want to spend a bit of time on today is looking at minimum speed limits. I don't very often see these signs. And I do remember the very first time I saw one, I was like, what is this? A minimum speed limit? And so I did. I was like, why do we have minimum speed limits? On the road, there are several reasons. Mainly, it's about congestion. I had to look that up. They don't want the roads to be congested. And so you have a maximum speed limit, but a minimum speed limit is also given so that everybody is going at a certain speed so that the roads do not get congested. So it's like, what's wrong with going too slow? Why is that a problem? Slower is safer. You have more time to think. You have more time to discern. You have more time to wrestle with friends. That is true some of the time, but there is such a thing as going too slow. You can move too slow. And when we do, there are consequences. On the road, it's that congestion I mentioned. Sometimes you're irritating other people. We heard yesterday about, you know, early road rage. I love that excuse. I was like, oh, that's why there was an issue with the donkey. It was a matter of road rage. When we move too slow, we can also cause accidents. We can harm ourselves and we can harm others. So sometimes it is important to speed up and make sure you are not doing the minimum. Make sure that you are not moving as slowly as possible. That is not good. Currently, we are seeing this happen amongst the society of friends. I am seeing this happen. Some friends are moving far too slowly when it comes to matters of justice. People are wrestling and discerning and talking and having meeting after meeting. Friends are gathered, trying to decide whether they should pass this minute or that minute. Or it's like, nope, we need to have a threshing session. Meanwhile, young people are leaving the society of friends. Meanwhile, People of color are making their own meetings, leaving the Society of Friends altogether, or just joining and worshiping amongst themselves. Because many white friends have chosen to go below the minimum speed limit. They are moving far too slowly. 
They are causing congestion. They are making other people irritated. They are causing harm, not only to others, but they are causing harm to themselves. So adhering to speed limits, adhering to the spiritual speed limits of being quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. That is one solution to the problem. Another solution to the problem is asking for wisdom. Friends, this is the hour that we ask for wisdom. Leandro, if you would, 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Solomon made an alliance with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and married his daughter. He brought her to the city of David until he finished building his palace and the temple of the Lord and the wall around Jerusalem. The people, however, were still sacrificing at the high places because a temple had not yet been built for the name of the Lord. Solomon showed his love for the Lord by walking according to the instructions given him by his father, David, except that he offered sacrifices and burned incense on the high places. The king went to Gibeon to offer sacrifices for that was the most important high place and Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream. And God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Ask for whatever you want me to give you. Solomon answered, you have shown great kindness to your servant my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now, Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David, but I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong for who is able to govern this great people of yours. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. <clears throat> so let's talk about Solomon for a minute. Okay. Solomon is referred to as a little child. He says, I am but a little child. 
So I think it's important to note that every single person that we have talked about in Bible half hour this week was a young person. Solomon began his reign at about 19 to 20 years old. So I wouldn't describe that as a little child, but I also don't describe young friends as 18 to 35. <laughs> but Solomon describes himself as a little child. Solomon could have asked for anything, riches, honor, long life, you know, strike down my enemies. He could have asked for anything, but what he asked for was wisdom. So I want to remind us, and remember us includes myself, wisdom is not age specific. We are hearing from people of all ages about what they need us to do. Earlier in the week, we talked about how we are called to listen, intervene, act. Sometimes we're called to observe and stand at a distance. All, all of these things, it is the hour for all, not picking and choosing. And that includes not picking and choosing who we listen to when it comes to messages from the Lord. God may speak to us through an 80-year-old woman, 70-year-old man, nine-year-old boy, girl. It does not matter who the message is coming through. The message is what's important. Wisdom. Wisdom is the appropriate application of knowledge. That is our good dictionary version. But what does the Bible say about wisdom? Back to my favorite book in the Bible, James. James 1 verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. God's ways are not man's ways. God's not gonna make you feel stupid because you say you don't know something and you need to know. If you are lacking wisdom, ask for it. Proverbs 1 verse seven, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Remember, wisdom is the appropriate application of that knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. It's not weak or foolish to ask because you don't know. It's foolish not to ask, to think that you know it all, that you have all of the answers. One thing that is so wonderful about this community is that we worship in community. We seek answers in community. And when we are at our best, 
we realize that each of us has a piece of the answer and coming together makes us whole. What is wisdom and how to get it? We were just given some instructions. Wisdom is a gift from God. It is a gift. Many of us ask for gifts all the time. It's your birthday. You make a wish list. Go out with somebody who's like, oh, I see this beautiful flower. I know somebody would love this. We gift it to them. We gift them seeds to plant in their garden. We ask friends to share their bounty with us. If we can do all of those things, we can ask God for wisdom. Recognize that wisdom is a spiritual act more than a cognitive development or education. Friends pride themselves on being an educated society of friends, which is wonderful and great, but there are many different kinds of knowledge and everything isn't about your cognitive development important that we recognize that wisdom, that gift from God is a spiritual act. It is also important that we use our wisdom for the glory of God and others. How is your wisdom going to make things better for the rest of the world? that application of your knowledge, how can you make things better for others? Friends, this is the hour. This is the hour to seek wisdom. We'll open up to the queries. What are you led to? What are we led to? How does the spirit find you? Please think about your minimum speed limits. Think about who is wise in your life. Think about asking God for the wisdom that you need. And please respond to the queries as you are led, related, to spiritual speed limits or seeking wisdom. Thank you, friends.